Hello there and welcome to Crypto Age Media, where here we are trying to get an understanding of the cryptocurrency space and determine where cryptocurrency fits within the world. This is podcast number three on our quest. Today we're going to try to get a handle on what distinguishes good money from bad money. And as we learned from our last podcast, if you're here with us, is that people's choices are subjective when it comes to this question. And the technologies that are available at the time will alter what people use as money. And so there are arguably no right or wrong choices of money and what people use as money. There are, however, consequences to choices. Quick side note, shout out to Sifteen Amos, the author of The Bitcoin Standard, who I learned much of the information on this episode from through reading his book and later digging into the reference material. All right. Well, our first test to determine if a good would potentially make for good money is a test of its ability to scale effectively. Something that can be used as money must be able to scale from very small units to very large units. In North America, the smallest form of money in physical form is a nickel, and its largest form is a $100 bill with many different values in between to make for transactions to happen very easily. And of course, living in the digital age, this has allowed for developed societies to, tra- to transact as easily as tapping a debit card on a merchant's machine from quite small amounts, not very small amounts, but quite small amounts, usually above a dollar, to whatever your daily limit is um, that's imposed by the bank. Maybe it be $500, $1,000, $5,000, depending who you are, and how much the bank allows you to transact uh, in a 24-hour period. So for something to likely become any sort of medium of exchange or money in today's society, it'll likely have to be just as easy, if not easier, than tapping a debit card or tapping a phone when using Apple Pay. For something else to become an effective form of money, it must be as convenient to transact as these simply just to compete in this aspect. So, okay, this brings us to our second aspect, what makes for something to become an effective form of money, which is the convenience to which the money can be transported across space. Money must pass the test to be able to be transported from one place to another very quickly and safely compared to their worth. We can think of gold and it's relatively light, to how much it's worth. An ounce of gold costing around 1300 US at the moment in early 2019. However, weight and ease of transportation can be subjective to how much wealth someone has. For example, for someone to carry an ounce or two of gold from one area to another may not be very difficult, but another person trying to carry millions of dollars of gold with them from one area to another could find this to be very difficult and dangerous to potential theft. Even though these first two tests already make for only a small amount of goods to potentially be used as effective money, it is still the third test which is the most important. A good that will be used by people and societies as money must be able to keep and maintain its value over time. This refers to the good's ability to hold value into the future, allowing the holder to store value and their wealth in it and maintain their wealth over generations. For this to be a possibility, 
a good must not rot or deteriorate in any way over time. This is why in terms of base metals, many could never be a good store of value. Even silver, which holds up quite well, over time and in certain conditions, silver corrodes and therefore could never arguably be as effective as a form of money in store of value as that of gold or something else that doesn't corrode. But you see this third element, a good being able to maintain its value over time becomes a little more tricky still. Although physical integrity over time and the good not corroding or being ruined in any way is crucial, it is not the only thing that will determine the good's value over the long term, as it is possible for a good to lose its value significantly, even if its physical condition remains unchanged. For something to maintain its value, it also is necessary that the supply of that good is not increased too quickly. It is common, therefore, for something to maintain the amount of production of that good. In the case of precious metals, the rarity of these metals and the cost of mining is what keeps the production of new units at a reliably low rate. However, if we were to take copper on the other hand, which copper is not nearly as rare as that of gold and can be mined far easier and at much less expense compared to that of silver or gold, Therefore, because of this, it would never make for as good a store of value. Mining companies could quickly flood the world with an abundance of copper, destroying anyone and everyone's wealth that held their wealth in copper. The relative difficulty of producing new monetary units determines the hardness of money. Money whose supply is hard to increase is known as hard money while easy money is money that is created easily. This is considered the easy money trap. Anything used as a store of value will have its supply increased if possible, and anything whose supply can be easily increased will destroy the wealth of those who used it as a store of value. Cowrie shells, for example, were used as money when they were hard to find and for hundreds of years this worked very well. However, when modern technology made the importation and catching of cowrie shells easy, societies that used them had to switch to metal or paper money, and you wouldn't have wanted to have been the last one continuing tr to try to use the shells as a store of value or to, and to be transacting with, as you would watch your worth dwindle into nothing, eventually being possibly the someone who's in possession of half the village's, village's shell supply, yet being poor and no one wants the shells. So in today's society, it is no different when a government increases its currency supply too quickly. Its citizens shift to holding foreign currencies, gold or other money, more sustainable monetary assets. Today, we don't have to look far to see many examples of this. May it be Greece, Zimbabwe, Italy, Argentina, the list goes on and on, who have all seen hyperinflation recently and whose inflation crisis are likely to get worse before getting better. So okay, to do a quick recap, for something to make for a good unit of exchange and to be considered an effective form of money, it should one, 
be able to scale from small to large units easily, the easier the better. Two, be convenient to transport across space, the easier the better. Three, it should be able to keep and maintain its value over time. And for this to be a possible, it must not rot or deteriorate in any way over time. As well, it's necessary that the supply of it not increase too quickly. The more difficult it is to increase the supply, the better for storing wealth over time. Other than these areas, possibly the only other area of concern, whether a good will be an effective form of money or not, is, is it, its acceptance by people as having value to them specifically. The more widely the item is accepted as a form of payment and as having value, the better. In conclusion, it's of course important to keep in mind that money does not need to be physical and can be very well represented in non-physical form, as we know, where roughly 92% of money is represented digitally in developed societies and only around 8% is represented in physical form, like cash in hand. That's it for today, folks. Thank you so much for being here. If you're still here, give a thumbs up or thumbs down, depending on your thoughts and opinion. Subscribe to the channel if you want to. Uh, join me with my journey to try to get an understanding of the cryptocurrency space. And we will see you next time, where in the next podcast, we'll take today's fiat money, today's money that we use in society, and we'll take it through these different tests to see how it holds up. Thanks, and see you next time.